as our Bedlam Legend series continues, there's not really very many running backs that typically bust for over 100 on OU on a regular basis. It's even more rare that you have two running backs bust for over 100 on OU. It's also it's also rare to hold that big 12 title trophy at the end of the day. The next guest has done all of these things. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. y'all and hello all welcome back to locked on oklahoma state your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related my name is cody stovall i want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on locked on oklahoma state you know we're available on every single podcasting platform visually as well on youtube find me personally on twitter at all day state we've had the pleasure of talking to some bedlam legends that had the opportunity to win back-to-back bedlams it's a rare feat but in 2011 we had two running backs bust for over a hundo. And although I could easily see a running back going for over 200 on OU, very, very possible, right? We had this main man, I'm Ollie Gordon. What I don't know is possible is that he averages 11.9 yards a carry. But ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Smith did in 2011 and helped us hoist the title along with his 11.9 yards a carry. Brother, how are you feeling today, sir? I'm blessed just like you, man. You know, blessed just like you. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing amazing. I'll be doing much better, hopefully around this same time tomorrow, right? But a hundred percent. You know how the, the feeling is around Stillwater whenever this game comes around, right? There's just a different energy, there's a different buzz. Yeah. 2011 was electric, right? From yes. Friday all the way through Saturday. It was this immersement of a feeling. Yeah. You're starting to feel that around campus today. I'm so fired up and ready for this one, but before we jump into the, the madness and Bedlam and, and what 20, 2011 was like, real quick, you're kind of uh, on a different different angle, right? Because we've talked to guys like Reggie and Tony and Tatum that these are all dudes from the state of Texas. So although they bought into Bedlam, they didn't walk in knowing what Bedlam was all about. Yeah, You, sir, were a rare bird for us because getting four-star guys was not something that we were privy to all that often, right? especially getting a four-star guy from in-state. Dude, you had offers from everywhere, Big Ten, SEC, ACC, Pac-12, Big 12. It literally didn't matter. And I'll, be, I'll, I'll tell you, I remember when you committed to Oklahoma State, I was like, no way. <laughs> we, got, we got him. We got Jeremy Smith. But tell everybody out there kind of what it was like because we get a lot of Texas dudes that fall in yeah. love with Bedlam. We don't get many big-time Okies that OU wanted. So – Tell yeah. us a little bit about your journey and your recruiting process and why Oklahoma State was the best fit. Um, to be really, really honest, um, man, when I was growing up, uh, I'm talking literally elementary school, um, Oklahoma State was my favorite school. You know, I used to play the little the little techno or techmo bowl yeah. um, <laughs> on the PlayStation. And like it was it was everything, you know, and I got to play with Oklahoma State and just running around and and I don't know, just me being that young and, and being able to see them on TV. Um, I got to watch, you know, Les Miles and those guys and Rashawn Woods and um, mm-hmm. and just 
just really seeing some just great man, some just great freaking performers, some great athletes. Um, Prentice Elliott, you know, he's from here. Um, yes. you know, big, big time athlete. Um, he was a you know, star Spencer, then, star Spencer, right? No, he's actually from here, from Tulsa. Oh, uh, Tulsa, okay, okay, okay. Uh, it was TSST, or I believe it. Oh, that, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, he was he was just phenomenal. And then, of course, seeing his, you know, his shine, and all of a sudden, like, I choose, you know, he chooses Oklahoma State, and I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, <laughs> I really, I really, you know, <laughs> rock with this school. So, and then, of course, Coach Gundy coming in, and then his just his philosophy on everything was just it was right on point. And just being a young guy, you know, seeing that and seeing him even speak and just hearing him speak, it just it just made a lot of sense to me. And um, throughout my whole, you know, cr- uh, recruiting process, man, it was it was awesome, you know, getting all these scholarships from everywhere, from Auburn to Michigan to, you know, Arkansas, Missouri. Like that's that was that was a blessing, true, true blessing. But yes, sir, I, I just knew it. I, I knew as soon as Gundy offered, there was a wrap. Like I knew exactly where I wanted to go. And it didn't really take me too long to to uh, to commit as well. I think I committed my second semester of my junior year. And uh, I, I knew it in my heart. I knew exactly where I was supposed to be. And uh, it makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> so, and, and now uh, you're kind of staying true to the roots and you're helping the running backs at Broken Arrow alongside another union great that, that played for Oklahoma State and Tracy Moore is helping the wide receivers at Broken Arrow. And, and we all know Broken Arrow is kind of one of those teams that can jump up and bite you all day, every day, whether you're a Jinx, you're a union, you're a Bixby, you're a Wasso. It, it, it literally doesn't matter. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Let me also ask you this though: What was the recruiting dichotomy between the differentiation and how Oklahoma State recruited as opposed to OU? Um, see, well, I know Oklahoma, there was some tactics in there, buddy. There was. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll just put it like this, man. They all they all kept it clean. They were they were okay. amazing <laughs> coaches. Uh, Kale actually, Kale Gundy actually recruited me at uh, OU. Um, they offered me when he was there. Um, and then, you know, like I said, coach Gundy and then coach Looper, who was, uh, the running back at the time, but he ended up going to Auburn, um, you know, after I committed and all this other stuff, my senior year. So it was different, you know? Um, but I mean, I, you can't turn it down. You just can't turn it down. That was just, that was a, that was a moment in time that you just, you, you had to seize. Was it everything you expected and more? Was it was, was there a transitional period for you that was like, oh, well, I didn't see this coming? Any, well, anything like that, or was it pretty pretty smooth? I'll tell I'll tell everybody. You know, any any incoming you know high school kid that you know is chasing his dreams like that first year, don't get a twist. That's going to be your toughest year. They're going to test you. They're going to push you to the limits. They're gonna they're gonna literally see who's going to break or who they can break and and who they you know and who won't. And again, those guys that won't break. They're usually the guys that stick around for forever, you know, you know, like we always tell, you know, our guys, you know, you might go in with 22, but you might graduate with, you know, 10 or 11 because reality sets in. And, um, you know, like I said, I just I enjoyed it all, man. I, I enjoyed the the entire process, man. It was it was awesome. Dude, I tell you, um, were you still in the time frame of two days? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah see so my, that, my freshman year of college those two days like i loved it i yeah. i was a track first guy you know what i mean so yeah the, i could run for days and days and days it, it didn't bother me i absolutely loved it but at the same time yeah the the, the grind 
that, that you do have to go through, it's significantly different than high school. And then, you know, bumps and bruises, there's a big difference between hurt and injured. And you have to learn all that pretty much your freshman year, right? 100%. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Whenever you got to Oklahoma State and you'd watch some of the greats, right, the, the Berries, the Thurmans, the Tatums, the Reggies, who was, who was the guy for you at Oklahoma State that you were like, oh, I just, I just, I gotta watch, I gotta watch? Because you know, there's people outside of Oklahoma State fans yeah. that are gonna tune in because they just have to watch Ollie Gordon. Who is that dude for you growing up? Um, actually, it was Tatum. I got to watch Tatum ah. growing up and uh, Vernon, um, Morency, and you know, which I thought was, he was a great, great back. Uh, Kendall Hunter. Yes. I mean, come on now. That was definitely a mentor to me. Um, I don't know. Like I got to watch some really, really good guys. Like they, they talk, they, they talk and, uh, I watched <laughs> and I learned a lot. So, you know, kudos to those guys, credit to those guys, man. They, they were awesome for, for just laying the path down for, for the rest of these guys for, you know, for the Chubas to the, to the Warrens, to the mm -hmm. Ollie Gordons. I mean, got to keep it going. Well, and you know what? A lot of people tend to forget that Tyreek Hill is a running back. Not a wide receiver. Very at true. State. Very, very true. He I was. Mean, I mean, but <laughs> JW and Tyreek, JW and Tyreek about pulled off the, the one of the biggest upsets in Oklahoma State history against Florida State in 2014. Remember that one? I do remember that. First game. Oh, oh, yes. This close, that. dude. This <laughs> close. Crazy. That was a great uh, game. Right, so now uh, we're going to segue into partying like it's 2011 again. But real quick, before we do that, I do have to remind the, the, the fine people out here that we're partially brought to you by Prize Picks and Game Time today. You don't have to worry about any of the madness of getting tickets away in advance anymore, right? Simply because Game Time gives you the ability to get tickets not only right up to the event, but also an hour into the event. So if you're looking to buy tickets, whether it be to sports, music, comedy, or theater with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and views physically from the seat you're going to buy and the best price guaranteed, Game Time takes the guesswork out of any ticket-buying occasions. You can see the views immediately. They have the prices that show the total up front, so you're getting a great deal with no hidden fees. Buy the tickets literally in seconds with two tabs. Game time has deals on tickets literally right up to the event in an hour after. Download the Game Time app today. Create the account and use that code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply, obviously, but make sure that you do go redeem that code again. That is Locked On College, all one word: L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, Jeremy. So whenever you look into uh, this 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 Bedlam matchup, obviously, you know, 2021 is going to be a focal point for everybody in Oklahoma State country, as it should be. But uh, real quick before we get to that, I do want to dive back a little bit further. Okay. Was there animosity before your first couple Bedlams? Like, could you not wait for Bedlam already? Or did it take a couple Bedlams for you to get to another level of, oh my gosh, I really do not like this? No, it didn't take me long at all. Um, okay. <laughs> like, I played I played my true freshman year. You know, I had the, the, the big game against uh, Grambling State, which was awesome. But I ended up getting hurt. And then going into the next year, I was still a part of that rotation with Kendall, uh, me, and Joe. 
um, and which was awesome. But I actually got to get in, and of course, in that game had a couple big runs as well, um, and scored uh, in that bedlam. So it was just everything, like it, just the atmosphere, man. Like you just got to be there to experience, man. Like it's just totally different. I remember again when we even won bedlam. I mean, everybody storming the field. It takes you a whole hour just to get out the field. Like yo, <laughs> this is this is crazy. This is different. So man, for every kid. Just oh man, that's that's literally out there, dude. Just continue to keep working your butt off, man, because those type of experiences, like you, you just you never can get that back. You know, just take it head on and take it full force, man. Just don't let it go. Um, I would like to take a moment on a TV timeout for everybody to put this in perspective. Jeremy Smith got to see the field as a true freshman in very meaningful moments with Joe Randall and Kendall Hunter on the daggone roster, dude. That is absolutely crazy amazing that's impressive oh yeah that is very very impressive i mean we just again we were to believe it or not again we competed you know in that room we competed on the field um but best believe again we were together every day all of us Mm -hmm. i mean we chilled all day all night i mean just our little group and uh again we just pushed our we just pushed each other and we didn't stop and of course like i said as soon as you know kendall left and it was our time to shine you know, we had to take it over. <laughs> had to, had right, to. So 2010 was a very good year, right? Yeah. That was kind of the beginning of the, the Dana offense that got to transition transition to Todd Monken, yeah. right? Whedon was obviously a very veteran presence and a leader in understanding the offense and how to kind of make some changes with him and Monken. But when you guys started the season, realistically speaking, Every year you want to win a Big 12 title. I, I, I'm very well aware. But yeah, going into the year, like, could you guys tell that this was a little something different? Or did it take a few games before you guys were, were really understanding that people can't stop us? For 2011 season? Yeah. No, we knew exactly what, what was going okay. on. Okay. After 2010 and us seeing the team that we had coming back, you know, with us being – semi-young in a sense um Mm -hmm. nah it didn't take us long to catch up i mean when you look (laughs) at the springtime the winter spring everything we did i mean we we competed to the max to the max you know and even like again we get to the spring game and we're really out there just yo this is a this is a battle and you could just sense it in the air like what type of team we had man like you could literally tell and uh oh man defense flying around talking trash you know, you got Gilbert on the, uh, you know, on the other side doing his thing. Like it was just, it was a battle every day. It was a battle every day. Literally, I'm talking. Woo! It was, it was something. But that 2011 season, like you knew what was about to come. Well, and you know, you mentioned the defense, right? I think that's a, a good question to ask. So one of the calling cards for the 2011 defense is the bend but don't break. I hate that terminology, but it is what it is. Very and true. they still, um, pretty sure. 2011 still the most turnovers Oklahoma State's ever produced. I believe so. Yes, sir. And so well, is that is that a schematic thing, uh, or, or do you think it was just an athletic thing? Did our defense purposely bait uh, quarterbacks into mistakes, or are we just athletic enough that we came came by it kind of naturally? Um, I'm going to go into same preparation. You know, like I say all the time, man, there's, there's one thing to coach. You know, coaching is yelling, right? But you want to teach the game. And, um, you know, the way that we broke down practice, it was a a two whistle set to where, you know, the runners will, you know, 
we'll have the uh, we'll have the let me stop. We made contact. The first the first whistle was for the defense, right? Get on them, strip the ball, do whatever you got to do, and then the second whistle was for the runner trying to finish and get out of it. Um, and it was just one of those things that we worked every single day. When one man gets to the ball, everybody else, the rest of those ten, those ten hats need to get to the ball. And again, strip, do whatever you know, whatever they got to do, scratch, claw, whatever it is to get that dang thing out. And it was something that we worked on a consistent basis. And then again, it just showed in the season. It just showed every single game. Like you got to put your guys in situations then. So again, now when they're in the game, it just makes sense. Like again, slow the game down. Situations in practice is 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 a big big thing. I think again, every coach needs to get to it with, uh, with that. Uh, and that was Glenn Spencer, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And you know the the funny part about that is I'm I could imagine how frustrating it was in practice. Let's say you drive down the field and then they and then you get a turnover and then you drive down the field again and they get a turnover. I can imagine how frustrating it's like. How do we have 400 yards in one tutty? How yeah. does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> very very true. Very very true. Man, those guys again. They, they we worked hard, man. They worked hard. And again, those coaches they they consistently put us in the right position. And all we had to do was just go execute. And that was the only thing that was on our mind. Just, just go, you know, go get it done. Whenever the, the, the emotions and everybody's going absolutely ballistic, crazy and Boone picking the stadium. Yeah. Uh, did you ever take a moment on the field to pause and be like, this is it. This is what I came for. This is what everything I envisioned. Or, or, was, or did it, come after the game when you were swarmed by uh, thousands of people that couldn't let you walk anywhere. Apologize for the minor technical era. Um, okay, as we were saying, did you have that feeling before game, during game, or, or did it kind of all hit you after the game? Um, honestly, my true freshman year is when I when I first felt that like everything, like yo, this is this is really it. Um, was when we played Georgia. Oh yeah. Um, watching the Des Bryant. Do his thing. That's the Des game. That's the Force (laughs) Illustrated game. That was the most phenomenal game, you know. And I'm suited up as a true freshman. I'm not even on the field, but this—that was just everything. The atmosphere was just loud. It was crazy. And at that moment, I was like, "Yo, I've arrived. Like, yo, this is this is big time ball." And at that point, like, I I knew what it was. That's amazing. And, And did you know at the time? Uh, I, I mean, I know Kendall was obviously a little, little bit older, but you know the competition that you're able to have with him and Joe Randall, and again, Joe Randall was absolutely crazy in, in 2011 Bedlam as well. Yeah. Could you? Could you? I mean, I mean, iron sharpens iron, right? But did you know that like these are a hundred percent not only NFL dudes, but NFL dudes that'll carve out very phenomenal careers? Like, could you sense that already then? Most definitely, most definitely. Um... Well, let me say this because, you know, uh, Joseph, I mean, he came in the year after me. So my true freshman year, I was there with Keith Tolston, uh, Bo Johnson and Kendall Hunter. 
And um, I mean, those guys, again, they pushed the heck out of me, you know, and then of course having coach Gillespie, who's, who's now the running back coach, you know, the Mm -hmm. running backs coach at uh, Alabama. And um, man, you're talking about really, again, learning and and being technically and and fundamentally sound in things. It was because of those guys. And then of course you get Joseph the next year. And I remember his first practice. And this is, this is when I knew that he was just different. First practice, um, he literally gets the ball, you know, nice little handoff, little outside zone play, gets it, takes it to the edge, and literally just keeps running. The coach is blowing the whistle a thousand and one times. Literally just keeps running, keeps running, finishing in the, in, the, in, uh, in the end zone and just start doing his little thing or whatever. And I was like, yo, this kid is for real. <laughs> True freshman. And I'm just like, oh, snap, okay. We got to compete. Like, mm-hmm. We, we well, and dude, Keith, Keith Tostin lasted more than a few yeah. years with the Rams too. He did, he did. Keith was, uh, Keith was very, he was different. Keith was a good. I mean, for me, he was a hell of a running back. I'll definitely say that. But he was definitely different. I got to watch him literally grow, you know, because when I first got there, of course, uh, Kendall was the starter. Keith was the, you right. know, was the had the backup role, but. Again, Coach Gillespie just pushed his tail every day. I mean, he didn't care what the rep looked like. I mean, he's making this man go a thousand and one times like, hey, man, you know, you got to get that softness out. You got to get that softness out. You. And literally, he just goes out there and does his thing. But like I said, man, heck of a back. I think he played with with, uh, with the Jaguars and somebody else for, for a few years, mm-hmm. man. And again, it was just it was a blessing to watch him and, and again, see him grow and then take a lot of those moments and allow myself to grow within those moments as well, you know, taking right. in a lot of that, a lot of that advice. So, you know, like I said, I, it's just kudos, man, to be around a lot of people like that. Before we jump to add in the, the next segment, real quick, run us by what was going through your head in that, that 2011 Bedlam, because you guys like seized control pretty early on and it oh, wasn't yeah. much of a game. No, no, not at all. Um, I mean, credit. We knew they were a good team. We knew, right. but we were we were really really hungry, especially after losing to Iowa State, which again was a was a tough one with everything that happened. Um, mm-hmm. But again, we can't, you know, and forgive me for saying this, but we can't use it as our excuse. You know, we, we right. went out there and we got beat, and mm-hmm. uh, we didn't take care of the things that we were supposed to take care of, and you know, we didn't let that moment slip by. We learned and we took it into every other week after that. And oh, you you were next on the menu. Hey, was the uh, Quinn Sharp field goal? Was that good? Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Actually, we just seen that field. Oh, was it last year? Maybe somebody had the same kick. Literally goes right over the crossbar, and they ended up good. So, I believe it was mm-hmm. good. So, yeah. Oh, well, I, I mean, I figured that the sideline view was a little bit better than the TV view. So, I'd be remiss if I didn't if I didn't ask. Right, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I'd also be remiss if I didn't remind everybody out here today that we're in the money-making season. you got to do everything you can at all times to capitalize on the money, honey. Go to Prize Picks today because they are the daily fantasy sports platform in Northern America that you need to use. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You don't have to battle against all of the craziness, the numbers, the pros, the sharks. All you do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. And that's it. All you got to do then is watch the money come in. 
Prize picks is the most fun, right? And you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. And you can even play basketball stuff with two or more players. Pick two or more players in multiple sports. I mean, who, who else lets you do that? So pick basketball players. Pick football players. You want to combine Steph Curry with Christian McCaffrey, Joe Burrow, Anthony Davis? You can do that with prize picks and with the reboot policy. If your player gets hurt in the first half, right? They get rebooted in the second half automatically. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform in the world with that kind of injury insurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Make sure you use that promo code locked on college. All one word for a first deposit match up to a hundred bones. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for your first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. All right. So we've kind of been, uh, you know, dropping a couple little nuggies here and there uh, oh, yeah. along for segment three. But we've already we've already covered a little bit with Ollie Gordon and what he's doing right now. Oh yeah. If if he continues the this season, right? Let's say he goes into next season as one of the odds-on all day, every day top three Heisman candidates. Is it fair that we start having more of the RBU conversation because? Oklahoma State is known nationally for sending wide receivers to the NFL, right? That's a pretty, pretty common consensus. Oh, yeah. But as we've just talked about, right now, we got Chuba Hubbard in the league. We got Jalen Warren in the league. We got Justice Hill in the league. We got Tyree Kill in the league. But Chris Carson would still be in the league if he didn't have that devastating neck injury. And then we've obviously got Ollie coming around the corner, plus all the guys from the past, the, the, the Kendall Hunters, and clearly the guys like Barry and Thurman, if you want to even go back further to your Bob Finnamores, this could be a more realistic conversation. And, and my question to you is, should we possibly be having this conversation every bit as equal to the wide receiver conversation at Oklahoma State? A hundred percent. I'm going to be really honest. We were already calling it RBU. With all the great backs that came through there, I mean, we can't we can't deny that. Mm-hmm. And of course, again, with Ali doing his thing, yes, a hundred percent, RBU. Well, who who else uh, do you think may be potentially on the RBU list? Obviously, Ohio State, right? They'll be up there. Yes, Texas. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? You're hundred percent dead on. with Texas. Oh, you mm. there for a while what they had Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan on the same team. That was that was a pretty cool deal. But yeah, and then Adrian, but outside of that, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Texas, Oklahoma State, uh, Ohio State. Um, oh we maybe, maybe Michigan. No, maybe. I, can't, I can't even say Michigan. Oh, yeah, that's pretty pretty old school. Oh man. See this? See this is great. Yeah, that's this that's is tough. Absolutely that's tough. fantastic. <laughs> well, and 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 here's the deal: we always have the Trump card because we always have Barry Sanders, the greatest to ever put pads on in in the backfield in college football. Maybe I don't know, I don't, dude. Well, too. It's too. Hard, it's hard being an O State fan because people yeah. are like, "Oh, you're just a fan," but I still think he's the greatest player to ever play college football in 100%. any position. You can't deny that. <laughs> there is no way. No way at all. It's Barry. It's Barry. And that's the reason why, again, that statue is out there. 
I mean, again, you got guys, Reggie Bush, admiring his game. Like, I mean, come on now. So, yeah, he he set the he set the tone. And again, like I was literally having this conversation with my own son, uh, literally a couple of days ago, talking about <laughs> uh, Barry Sanders and how he was just great at everything. And um, I, of course, he goes to the you know goes to the Lions and does it with no line. Like that says everything. <laughs> like, yep, that speaks for itself. The, well, probably the greatest debate of all of the NFL running backs is imagine what Barry could have done with one year behind that that Dallas Cowboys O line. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of one year, so yeah. the last guy to bust over two K in, in Stillwater was Chuba Hubbard. Yep. Yep. Dude, if Ollie keeps Ollie's averaging one hundred ninety six yards a game, and wow. and you and I both know. That's with him only getting 19 carries the first yeah. basically four games. Yeah, I was going to say minimum carries, yes. But credit, we'll say this. We knew what Ali had. Correct. I've been calling yes. out for that dude for so long. You know, I got to watch him in high school, you know, at Ulysses, uh Trinity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, we, we knew exactly. Look what he did last year. A couple hundred yard uh, games last year. Literally calling for him then. Put that kid in and just let him go. I mean, come on now. So I'm just happy that we're not stuck in this, you know, running back rotation anymore and we're just living with it, you know, what we should have done within the well, and what I think is even more fantastic is everybody and their mom that that picked up their local Dollar General Walmart shirt currently at the moment is hooting and hollering about all you have to do is stop Ali and you win the game. It's like, okay, one, that's harder said than done, right? Because uh KU they tried putting seven, eight in the box. That didn't work. West Virginia tried putting seven, eight in the box. That didn't work. And Cincinnati was the defensive line outside of Texas that most people said was probably the best in, in, in the conference. And yeah, Ollie Gordon made them look absolutely silly. They've got that NFL D tackle, Dante Corleon. Yeah. Dude, in uh, the entire four quarters, his name only got called one time. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, our, our offensive line is something that OU fans are dismissing completely, which is fine. Yeah. But here's the best thing. Oklahoma State has a third-string wide receiver that gets asked to go in, right, while he's looking at a red shirt dead in the face, and he yeah. busts out his first target of the year, and he has six catches for a buck fifty. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and, and I know OU receivers have a bunch of numbers, but that's the thing is, and, and, and I remember you know having conversations at the beginning of the season. And one of the reasons that I thought maybe Garrett might win the job is because we didn't need anything flashy. We yeah. just needed a game manager. We just needed a Trent Dilfer, right? Um, somebody that was going to take care of the ball, not make too many mistakes, and, yeah. and do what was necessary. That ended up being Bowman. We settled on Bowman. The offensive line has gotten super comfortable. That, I think that, again, is the, the thing that people aren't talking about. Yeah. This offensive line is probably better than 2011, buddy. Oh, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Better, than, better than 2011? Ooh, we. It's it's the best sense. That's for daggone sure. I'm just going to throw this out there. Those numbers that year were crazy. I mean, we were scoring at, at will. <laughs> that is true, man. Yeah, it was the first, what, like seven games? We yeah. won by an average of like 36 points or something like that. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, don't get it twisted again. I, I love my Cowboys, man. And this line, I mean, they have they have literally been everything right now. 
I think I've seen some stat where they've given up. I can't I can't remember how many sacks, but it's been very minimal. Like one sack in the last four games. See, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We better be winning games. (laughs) Right. But but no, I mean, again, kudos to those guys again. They're doing a hell of a job, man. And and again, just keep going. Keep going. That's it. And before I let let you skedaddle on out of here, uh, I wanted to run one more thing by you, brother. We talked a, a decent amount, right, off the air about it, but just because I kind of want your your input in here, yeah. you and I both talked. You've been around the game in, in, in more integral coaching role, right, than, than I was, but I played the game, and I've been able to coach the game and be around the game long enough. I have never, ever, ever, ever seen a locker room reek galvanized, re, re-engaged, reinvigorate, and then it go all the way from the bottom to the top. And now the, the coaches are seeing all the, the coaches' light or the players are seeing the coaches' lights on at 11 o'clock at night, midnight. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you, dude. I was one of those people saying that it looked to me like Gundy had lost some interest. Maybe he lost his fastball. And what I've recently found out is he didn't lose his fastball. Yeah, He just uh, he put it on the, the shelf for a little bit. He still got it. Yeah. And he's showing everybody right now in the world, including people like me who are doubting where yeah. we were, that if you put Mike Gundy in a precarious situation, he can, he can rebound, he can respond. Yes, he and when you have the locker room re-engage again, just tell the people how rare it yeah. is that a locker room completely shifts, changes, rebuys in and re-engages in the middle of the season. Like I've yeah. never seen it. I've never, ever, ever seen this. Yeah, I mean. Again, like we said earlier, that's that's a testimony. That's a testament of really who who Gundy is. He can redirect gotcha. you, gotcha, and, and and really get you going. And again, we talk about belief. That has been the number one thing I know for a fact. They they've been preaching since 2011. I mean, again, that was our motto for 2011: believe. You know, everything that you got to do, everything that you want to do, do it before you do it. Preparation, watching film. Getting getting the extra work and coming in, meeting with the coaches, just having normal conversation, even just being around, you know, your own guys. Keep building that team camaraderie like that is everything. And then again, like I said, the, the stuff that Gundy says, like if people were able to actually go and sit, you know, for, for I would say a good month and just get a day by day, literally just day by day view of what Oklahoma you know state is behind the scene when it comes to go you know coach Gundy Roger. they yeah. will get a, a bigger picture like coach Gundy is a phenomenal coach the things that he tells those guys I promise you I know that he's getting them right I mean he he reiterates himself a thousand and one times to the point to where like literally just it irritates you and the only thing that you want to do is to literally just do it like all right <laughs> we get the point and then it's you know it's just that that ingrain, like we said, it's just the, him ingraining, getting these guys to believe. And that's really all it is. Like, don't forget who you are. You're here for a reason. You know, this game can't break you. Those losses can't break you. You're standing. You're standing tall. You're you're playing Division One football. Like everything that you want is right here. It's attainable. It's attainable. And again, I know Coach Gunny's just oh man. I already know his speeches. They're they're again they're phenomenal, man. And I know he's getting those guys right. Do you think that this bedlam we might see a little bit more aggressive tendencies than 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 traditional? Because I mean, you win this one, it sets you up for a pretty good shot at Arlington. You lose this one, you have no no shot at Arlington, really, right? I'm gonna, so I'm going to answer like this: 
if they live by the 2011 motto and if they live in real time and i'm gonna say it the one thing that ou cannot do is stop the run well they can't run either yeah <laughs> you see so again we we again what was what was the what was you know the, the quote that was said we're going to win this game and this is 2011 we're going to win this game on the hands of our tailbacks we're going to run the ball exactly what we did defense again did what they did our defense again is doing what they're doing they're playing lights out right now they're doing they're doing a hell of a job so run the ball yeah run first okay well you know what you ran for I think it was a buck thirty nine, and Joe Randall ran for a buck sixty one. You yeah. averaged eleven point nine yards a carry, and I think he was like seven point one, seven point four, something like that. Yeah. So if you guys look to establish the run, uh, clearly that was that was accomplishment See. stood and delivered. You understood the assignment, and y'all went after, him. and and they still like they did everything they could, and they still couldn't stop Blackman. Yeah. Y'all just had I mean, too many weapons, man. You had too yeah. many weapons. Black, I mean, Coop, Moore, too many. And, you know, speaking of Coop, right, he was my uh, comparison this season whenever I was talking about uh, Brendan Presley and how I, I really wanted to see us go back to more of a traditional slot receiver role because yeah. we had the Bo Bowlings and the Josh Coopers and the Josh Stewarts uh, that were always David Glidden's. That were yeah. that were in that that very very short intermediate role, right? And and I, I heard about the the competitions the quarterbacks would have with Whedon in them, who can get the ball out in under like two point four seven seconds, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and dude, we didn't see it for the first few weeks, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Iowa State, it's like, oh okay, we're running the ball, we're getting the ball out of our hands in under three seconds. This looks like twenty eleven, and we yeah. lost to Iowa State, and I was like, this. Really looks like 2011. Yeah. And now we can go win a daggone title. Yeah. It's like 2011. <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. I mean. Hey, are you coming up tomorrow, Bob? No. So, Little Man has a game uh, tomorrow at 430. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. We're in the playoffs right now for Gibson. So, we got to take care of business. You know, Absolutely. we'll be there for BYU, though. You know, we already got our tickets, everything. So, we'll be there. Beautiful. Uh, dude, I'm excited next year that uh, we go to Colorado and to BYU. Provo has always been yeah. on my bucket list before <laughs> they were even before they were even a consideration for the Big 12. So, yeah, yeah, very excited for that one. All right, brother, man. Well, I greatly, greatly appreciate your time. And again, you know, I, uh, I have no problem uh, admitting when things were a little off kilter and I think there were some things that needed adjusted and Gundy embraced it with open arms. I have never seen a turnaround like this. I I'm beyond impressed, yeah. but I, I do feel like the full circle enclosement of, Oh yeah, we got this is yeah. this game. Uh -huh. All right, Jeremy, do you have a prediction for us? I know I put you on the spot kind of randomly. Oh man. I got us winning. You want me to give actual score? Because I got us winning by 14. Oh, see, my prediction was 45-38. 45-38? Oh, wee. Uh, you know what? Let me adjust mine. I'm going to say I'm going to say 27-10. Damn. Uh, I like it. Hey, like hey, 27-10. Offense struggles. OU's offense struggles. Just watch. Well, I do think, obviously, I mean, they're going to have a hard time stopping the run. So they're 
obviously their game plan, I would assume, would be to air it out because that's what's made them successful all year yep. is the Jeff Levy offense with the Dylan Gabriel arm. Yeah. And I've said people, you know, I think that our secondary gets very, very, very underestimated. Yes. Because we, we are super aggressive, right? Yeah. So we do get caught with our both of our safeties in the box quite often. Yeah. But I, I said it on a, a guest appearance last night. People were talking about the size of OU receivers. And I was like, keep going, keep going. Everybody you just named, all of them are smaller than our free safety. Yep. Right? So I expect Kendall Daniels to have a big game. I think Cameron Epps will have a big game. I think Nick Martin will put his best uh, Devin Harper on. And you know Xavier Benson. I love Xavier because Xavier does the stuff that doesn't go on film. Yeah. Right? Xavier does the stuff like Nick Martin is killing. It. That's why he's number one in the conference in, in tackles. Yeah. But if you look at the film, a lot of it is because Xavier will take out a fullback or take out a tight end and open up this swath of land. And Nick Martin's just like a daggone missile. Yeah. And that's yeah, why I love this defense because yeah. we have guys like Justin Kirkland and Colin Clay too. They do the dirty, nasty stuff that never gets on the stat sheet. Right. Yeah. But if if you're if you have guys that are willing to do the dirty nasty stuff, you'll usually have some other dudes that do pop on the stat sheet. I think that's what we're seeing with this defense, which has me excited. Dude, I love your prediction. <laughs> well, hey, you got me pumped. 2017. We take care of business, literally. I just I, I don't know, man. I got I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I'm living with it. All right, dude. Hey, and by the way, uh, you've met Tatum, right? Obviously, yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, good deal, brother man. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get off here, uh, and then he'll be on here in the next uh, next hour or two. So uh, it'll be it's this was amazing. Very, very, very happy to have your your perspective because again, we're chasing 2011. Yeah, and it if we win this game, it's not only a possibility. It's like the door opens up and the light comes on, and you're like, uh oh, yeah, oh, because we've already dropped the dud. Right, yeah. the dud was South Alabama. We got that one out of the way. Thank God. And yeah. they, and dude, one of the things that I've noticed in the transition of football, the landscape nowadays is, if you have a loss early, right, and then you win some ranked games at the end of the schedule, it typically covers it up pretty decent. Now, are we going to have a shot at the Final Four? No, probably not, because of the South Alabama game. I get that. I don't give a crap right now about this 14 playoff. I want a trophy and I want this Bedlam W. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> most right. definitely. Most definitely. Jeremy, thank you very much for your time, man. It's an absolute honor. Before you run out of here, please let the fine people know how they can find you, what Broken Arrow has coming down the pipeline, and, and how they can uh, get in reach with the legend himself, Jeremy Smith. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, literally, you can find me on Twitter um coach smith underscore 31 um and again broken arrow again we're a young team this year got a freshman tailback coming back again who's okay. literally uh a lot of time uh you know coach duffy got to see him as well versus union he had over 100 yards um literally as a true freshman so oh, wow great things to come and just another another great back you know uh coming under me so we'll make it happen i absolutely love it jeremy thanks again man Thank, Thank you again. You. Having your 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 perspective, being a big time four star in state re recruit, and yes, sir, and Oki, man, that's the, the to me. If we can if we can lock down the state, right? We're always going to do good in Texas, 
We've recently got a lot of guys from Utah. We've got yeah. a few guys from California. Pluses. So uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, our recruiting prowess has definitely grown. Um, but I don't like OU. Uh, we, I love that Lincoln Riley didn't give a crap about Okies and it opened a big door for us. So hopefully that this is another game that we can kind of expand on. Yeah. Why would you go to the SEC? Maybe you'll get paid more. You'll compete for fourth place every year. You might no, compete for a title every three, four years, maybe. Or you can come to Oklahoma State where the Big 12 is the hardest conference up, up to down. I didn't say we're the best, but we're definitely the hardest from the from the bottom all the way up, which means you're going to prove your medal, and you're still going to have a shot at the playoffs, and you're going to have a shot at a Big 12 title every year. That's true. That's true. Again, I'm going to say this. We still, we're going to steal the recruits. Just watch. Just watch. I don't think OU goes into the SEC and does anything. Sorry. I'm just – I got to be that guy. Jeremy Smith, spitting that fire today, baby. <laughs> I love it. It's yes, Bedlam. Sir. I'm all in on it. All right, buddy. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Godspeed. God bless. And, um, yeah, I will, we'll definitely have to do this again, brother. Most definitely. Most definitely. Awesome. Well, for everybody else out there, that's all we're going to have for this one right here. Stay tuned. We got uh, Mr. Tatum Bell coming on here in a bit. But until then, you know I love you. As always, God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here in Locked On Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere. So, so happy that you choose to be here. All right, y'all. Let's go get this bedlam thing riled up. Later, taters.